Hello, and welcome to the Gory Details Horror Show. I am your host, Casey. It is another beautiful day outside in our wonderful lockdown. Yay, let's all be excited for that. So I'm looking out the window, I'm seeing people walking around, I'm thinking, man, you know what I should be doing? Recording a podcast indoors. So I recently rewatched a film from my childhood called Death Becomes Her. Absolutely fantastic movie that I have a lot of memories of. It probably explains a lot about this person that I used to watch this all the time when I was a little kid. I'm sure my sister probably has a ton of memories of it as well. And I was watching it with my roommate. He had never seen it before. And he's a film guy, so I thought I'd show it to him. And now, I would like to discuss it with you. First and foremost, before we really get into all of the details, the gory details, ha 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 ha. Before we get into all the details and everything like that, I would like to say if you haven't seen the movie, overall, absolutely fantastic. Dark comedy. Uh, You could say horror. I think it's a horror, but like a dark comedy kind of horror. And... It's definitely on, I would say, if there's a list of must-see movies, it's on there. And it, what's sad is it, it was so overlooked for how fantastic the movie is. It came out in 1992, and you would think it would have that at least a cult classic status, and some people would have heard of it. I've never seen anyone really mention it before, maybe once in like a horror forum, like one time. And it is a travesty. Ignore any of the reviews that say whatever. I know that like the critic scores probably weren't super high, but those people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So this movie has a fantastic cast. Uh, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, and all, all kinds of other fantastic actors and actresses. I guess Isabella Rossellini. Uh, I don't remember her from a ton of stuff i do i guess i looked into it and i do remember her from escape from horror land i don't know if any of you play that that video game when you were a little kid it was one of those like point and clicks that had like videos as well and i guess she was your guide whenever you clicked on a video that you needed to know more about the area or about what was going on or whatever you'd click on that and it would be her I hadn't really noticed that. She's phenomenal, absolutely gorgeous, plays the role very well. Everyone in the movie is phenomenal. First, you know, I'm not a huge fan of maybe Meryl Streep out of what I've seen as a person, but as an actress, oh man, she was hitting him out of the park back then. So this movie, one of my favorite, no, probably my favorite romantic comedy of all time is Defending Your Life. She was in that too, absolutely wonderful. Goldie Hawn, I don't actually know if I've seen her in any other movies besides... Well, I'm sure I have, but I don't remember her from any other movies besides this one. And, of course, Bruce Willis, back when he gave a shit and wasn't just dialing it in, he actually, you can tell, put something into this role. Uh, even though who he was playing was kind of dull, he, he didn't do it in a, in a necessarily dull way, like... There's a difference between playing dull and being dull and actually not giving a shit. He definitely gave a shit. So the comedy in this is extraordinarily dark, but oh man, there are so many quotable lines. I think something that stuck with me since I was a kid is the 
you know, okay, a little bit, you know, we're going to transfer into spoilers. Before I do, go watch this movie. It's great. I don't want to give too much away because I want you to be surprised if you haven't seen it. But basically, there is something that can make you stay young forever. And two people are fighting over one man, but more their own personal conflicts with each other and jealousy and anger. Shit goes awry. So back in the, the spoiler area, uh, one of my favorite quotes, the, I've got a hole in my stomach. And the whole, I can see right through you. And there's so many great one-liners in that movie. Oh my God, I, I could quote it all day long. And that's the thing is like, some of them are just like, some of it's just quotable, fun lines. Uh, some of it's super witty. And some of it's just little small jokes that they kind of get in there. Like the whole one of them is uh, mad, the other one is hell, you know, and Madeline and Helen and all that. But that's something that I thought is just like a, a cute little thing that they sneak in there. Uh, just kind of a quirk that you might not even really notice unless you like pay attention. You're like, oh yeah, these people are mad as hell. As far as the directing goes, the director definitely caught the tone of the dark comedy and all of the actors were definitely on board. Everybody was on the same page. And like I said, from everything from kind of a choreography to uh, just the way that things are shot and just some of the physical humor that you really have to pull off without it looking so over the top that it's, it's just silly. And while there was a few tiny times in which the, the CGI kind of looked dated. Uh, very, very, very few. Actually, I would say the CGI and the special effects and the makeup effects and all of that sur far surpasses a lot of what we see today. A lot of, there was a lot of creativity, a lot of ingenuity, a lot of tricks that I don't think the de-aging technology was as good back then. I think a lot of what they did was just just makeup. And they did a good job of starting the movie with the characters looking a certain age and then aging them when they get older. And then I guess probably pulling back to what they actually looked like for when they're quote unquote younger. Whatever the process is, it seems like it would have been a lot of work and a lot of CGI to de-age them for a good percentage of the movie. So if you really pay attention to like little things like the way that their faces look, the lines in their faces, uh, when Helen gets uh, fat, I think it's Helen. Yeah. When Helen gets fat and she has the kind of the bulge underneath her chin and like just the way everything. And oh my God, when she's eating that thing out of the oof. But when, when she's watching... Uh, uh, Madeline getting choked on the on the movie. I was, you know, she was eating that nasty whatever the fuck that was. Oof. But the point is that, and then things like when uh, Madeline first takes the uh, the drink, the potion, and her boobs start pulling together, and her butt, and everything's starting to look skinny, and like even the the transition. Obviously, that was CGI, but even that had kind of a rooted feel to it. Like I said, there was a few things that you're like, okay, like when Bruce Willis is hanging from his suspenders, you're like, okay, well, yeah, that looks like, you know, 
a green screen. But man, so much of it, just like the side by sides when they're looking at their hands after they get the the potion in just in their hands, and they're looking at one hand, they're looking at the other, and obviously there's makeup on one of them to make make it look more aged. But it's those subtle little details that really sell the movie. And if they weren't done well, then it just wouldn't work. And even things like the CGI with the hole in the stomach, like the, the fight that they're having and the throwing the stick through her stomach and her sitting on the couch with the stick coming out. Those little tricks, those little special effects tricks and CGI tricks, it's easy to overlook it, but when you really pay attention, you look closely, it's <clears throat> extremely impressive, not only for the time, but just in general. It's very, very impressive. I throughout the movie kept one like watching and going holy shit i can't believe this is a pg-13 movie like if they would have thrown in maybe a fuck or two it probably wouldn't have gone straight to rated r so they get away with a lot which once again watching it over and over as a kid ugh, uh, that and so i married an axe murderer and some other kind of movies that i watched i'm sure helped to shape me into the crazy asshole i am today so that's just kind of a general overview. Uh, if you've seen the movie, great. If you haven't seen the movie and you stuck this far through the podcast, I might have ruined a lot for you. But definitely go see it. It is fantastic. I love it to death. You're going to love it. Not go see it. You're going to have to like buy it or, or rent it on like a streaming platform or some shit like that. Definitely see it. Now for the song I am going to play for this episode, it is by an artist... Joku Jeku, I really hope I pronounced that properly. The song's called Smile. I'm going to go ahead and leave the artist name and the song name in the notes so you can check them out. Some lo-fi hip-hop for you. You're going to love it. And thank you for checking out this episode of the Gory Details Horror Show. Make sure to subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to. Share it with your friends. Share the love. Send me a comment if you want or a message on social media. I'd love to hear from you. And you have yourself a wonderful day.
heaven Your life get me confused with some of them other niggas that you might see on TV or here on the radio and such You know what I'm saying?